Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're traveling not too far from my home right here in West Central Wisconsin. John Lynch has decades of experience in the music world, performing full-time right out of school, traveling all around the USA with the group, The Memories. Eventually, the needs of raising kids reduced the territorial range over which he'd perform, but retirement freed his dedication to come back to the stage full-time. He's performed and performs in a wide variety of bands and styles with folks like North of Dixie, the Eclectic Barn Boys, and Ranger Rudy and the Swinging Wingtips. And given some family origins in Tennessee, there is clearly some country music influence involved, but also much beyond that. Not bad for a simple country boy from Wisconsin. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. There are a few pearls of wisdom, humor, and beauty that we had to cull from the uncut version in order to fit our 55-minute broadcast limit, but you can hear it all on northernspiritradio.org. Right now, John Lynch joins us from Menominee, Wisconsin, via Zoom. It's great to have you here today for Song of the Soul, John. Great to be here. Thanks for asking me. You've stayed pretty busy. I was looking on your Facebook page and all the performances you were part of this past summer. Are you anywhere nearing retirement? Does that ever occur to you? <laughs> Not for music, no. You know, I retired from my real job so I could go back to playing full time again. So, yeah, I like to play. And on my website, it actually doesn't have all the dates because I play a lot of facilities, you know, memory care, uh, health care, uh, nursing homes, that sort of thing, too. And kids programs, too. I was seeing your yeah. playlist for that. Old McDonald, you know all the words for that one, huh? Uh, no, but the kids do. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to anything you do on your own, and there's the Eclectic Barn Boys, Ranger Rudy, and the Swing Tip Wing... Oh, oh my goodness, I can't say Swing it. and Wing Tips. There you go. <laughs> yes. North of Dixie, you do a lot of wonderful stuff with them. Hap and Hawk is one of them and then occasionally you do things still with the old group, the memories. Right. Have I missed any groups that you're part of that you've probably been part of over the decades that you've been doing this? No, that's it that I'm doing right now, and plus my solo stuff. But some of those groups like Ranger Rudy and the Swing and Wingtips had kind of a previous life with a little bit different personnel in, the, in Big Butt and the Brewmasters. And before that, it was uh, the Dairyland Ranch Hands and, and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you name off those names just like it comes easy, and my mouth just isn't wrapping <laughs> around them at the moment. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Nobody else's is either. You said you retired from your dredge job. I don't know if it was. Maybe it was a wonderful job you loved, but to free up for music. Right. What was that? The last thing I was doing was I was working as assistant general manager at Country Jam. So that was a a good gig. 
Did they actually pay you money or did you just get in free? Oh, no. Nobody gets in free. <laughs> Even a general manager or yeah, assistant? No, no. Assistant, yeah. yeah. Especially the assistant. <laughs> We're here in northern Wisconsin. You only live less than 20, 30 miles from me in Menominee, Wisconsin. But you grew up in Boyceville. How big a school was Boyceville? Pretty small. There were 54 kids, I think, in my graduating class from high school. And were you valedictorian? No, I came in third, which was perfect because I didn't have to do any speeches. <laughs> Don't tell me you're a shy guy and getting up on stage all the time. Used to be, but not anymore. Were you also in band in high school? Yeah, that's actually where we got started. I was in band and choir. That's the cool thing about being in a little school is that you know, I was in band and choir and football and basketball and baseball and track and student council and and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you can do all that stuff because there ain't enough people to do it. It was good. And our band director in high school was very instrumental in getting the memory started. He's the first one that got us singing together in a trio and, and doing that kind of stuff. He was the choir director also. But yeah, I played saxophone in the band. And I was a drum major too, because I was the only kid. <laughs> I was the only kid big enough to fit into the suit. <laughs> well, let's get started with your music right away. I mean, Randy Sins was who connected me up with you. I just did Song of the Soul interview with him shortly ago. He said, "You got to talk to this man." Well, Randy and I have known each other since the mid '70s, back when he was playing rock and roll. And actually, Warren was in uh, one of the bands with Randy back then. So. And I used to tail those guys around a little bit. So uh, how can we start out your Song of the Soul? Let's do You Got Your Truth. That's my most recent recording. Tell me about this one. Who are you actually talking to here? Right? Or is it a theoretical? I don't want to divulge any of your private secrets, you know? It's interesting you say that, though. What I was talking about and what people are getting out of that song are way different things. You know, I had one guy all concerned that it was a political song, and it's not. And I'll be perfectly honest, it's not about the difference between Pepsi and Coke either. It's uh, <laughs> or boneless wings and traditional wings. It's something that, that was on my mind at the time. And the thing I like about the song is everybody can make it mean what they want it to mean. At one point, as I was listening to it, I had the sense that it might be about personal relationships. I'm with you, or a good friend, you know. Hey, we are good friends, all these things. But you didn't have any one of those in mind, huh? That either. My wife thought it was about personal relationships. I'm going, no. So you didn't have to have a fight over the song? No, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're laughing about it, but it's it's a serious song, and it's a song that'll equip people well, I think, in dealing with other folks sometimes. It's called You've Got Your Truth, and we've got John Lynch here today for Song of the Soul. Time to head for truth. Yeah. You got your truth 
this time feels different Like you've drawn a line So let's agree to disagree We don't have to change our minds You got your truth, I got mine See the walls you're building I can feel the rift But we can't change direction With our heels dug in Can't we meet in the middle Can't we compromise You got your truth I got mine You got your truth I got mine But this time feels different Like you've drawn a line So let's agree to disagree We don't have to change You got your truth, I got mine. You got your truth, I got mine. But this time feels different, like you've drawn a line. So let's agree to disagree. We don't have to change our minds You got your truth, I got mine You got your truth, I got John Lynch tells it true. You've got your truth. His website is johnlynchmusic.com. That's Lynch as in L-Y-N-C-H. The link is on northernspiritradio.org. As you said before we got started, John, it's not about any particular thing. I've had the thought it could be about political situation. I think of the ways that we I, I think you used the line in there, something like, feels like you've drawn the line. I can't be your friend if you if you're going to vote for that person, or I can't be your friend if you're going to hang out with that person, or you know, whatever. Well, you know, there was there was so much going on in in the recent few years with the COVID and the vaccines and political stuff that's been happening. And I actually recorded that down in Nashville at the Beard Music Group, and the studio guy said, "Man, this thing's really hitting home right now, isn't it?" And I went. Yeah, you know, depending on what you think it's about. It is one of your principles probably not to reveal what songs are really about, right? Yeah, I'm not big on principles. <laughs> <laughs> and I am glad, by the way, that your wife didn't take it as a personal line between, oh, what, you've, you've got problems with us? We need to have a talk. Oh, man, my <laughs> poor wife tends to take a lot of things that I write musically and misconstrue them. But I tell her, no, no, you're wrong, dear. 
<laughs> well, a lot of people do write songs. I mean, the angst of our 20s or teens, right? They mix way into a lot of songs. And it's powerful stuff because we've all been through it somewhere over the years. You know, this when my heart was broken. This is when I found true joy. This is when I had great dreams, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I tend to like to write about what I know or what I'm feeling, and I seem to have better success when I do that, if if you want to call it success. You mentioned that Randy Sins was part of a rock group. Were you ever a rocker? Was that ever your calling? No, I wasn't. I remember the first time I got found out being a country guy, I was I was at home in Boyceville after we had played a uh, high school basketball game, and I was my parents had gone out to eat after the game or whatever. And I was home laying on the living room floor and I was listening to uh, the local country radio station because I didn't want my folks to think that, you know, I was a country guy. I wanted them to think I liked all the rock and roll that was out at the time. And I did like it, but I really liked the country stuff. And doggone it, if I didn't fall asleep and they came home and there I was sleeping with country music blaring on the radio and the- so I guess I came out at that point. Yeah. So. That's a different coming out story than I've ever yeah. heard before. <laughs> so what kind of music were your parents into? Oh, they liked the country stuff. Yeah. But you didn't want them to know that you liked it. Well, no, because, you know, it wasn't cool back then. You know, it was, <laughs> you know, the stuff that I was liking back then was the precursor to country rock. A lot of it was anyway, you know, like Creedence Clearwater Revival and that kind of stuff. But I, I didn't know that back then. But my folks had a few records and we had a little record player and it was all country stuff. And so, man, I I wore out the 45s of like Farron Young and Hank Williams and that kind of stuff. So what did you think of the song? I love a rainy night. That's a Eddie Rabbit song, right? Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. It had the peculiarity. It went to number one on the pop charts and on the country charts at the same time. That's a pretty rare thing, crossover, to go all the way to the top like that. I actually play it for a folk dance that I teach you, a you know, country line dance that I do, because it's one of those things that could bring the nation together. We need to. Sure. I love a rainy night. <laughs> well, you know, and it's it's got that cool finger pops and claps, you know, to start out with. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool song. Eddie Rabbit was, what a fantastic songwriter. Well, let's get some more of John Lynch's music in here, too. We can talk about all those other people, but they're not John Lynch. Well, how about we do Hey Grandpa? That's a proud position I've been occupying now. I've got seven of my own. How many do you have? Four. Only four. Oh. I, I'm telling my kids, you know, time's wasted. Let's get going here. But uh, so far, I, I'm at four and, and happy to be at four. Sounds like only a part-time job. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you instantly go gaga or did you have to be trained in to be a good grandpa? No, I instantly went gaga, but I still have to be trained in. A good grandpa, I mean, the jury's still out on what that means, you know. Does that mean that we can have candy all day long or does that... You know, means that I have to say no. Well, I'm not very good at saying no. (laughs) About the glories of grandparenthood is what John Lynch is singing for today's Song of the Soul. This song's Hey Grandpa. I like everything about being a grandpa. There's nothing else I'd rather do. 
Spending my time with them Running around the backyard Singing, dancing, laughing, playing, acting like a fool And they say, hey grandpa, can I have some candy? Can I come over after school? Hey grandpa, will you sing? You are my sunshine I want to sing along with you job is to make them smile I hate to hear them saying see you later alligator but I hug them and I tell them after a while crocodile and they say hey grandpa can I have some Lynch is here today for Song of the Soul. His website is johnlynchmusic.com. Any questions on spelling come via northernspiritradio.org. Hey, Grandpa is the song, a job that we both love with our respective grandchildren. I am wondering if you are a smart enough grandpa to know that you don't necessarily give candy to your kids right at bedtime before you send them back to their folks. Are you that smart? No, I am not. I am definitely not that smart. I don't mind doing that at all. I have no guilt in doing that. (laughs) My grandkids know where my candy bucket is. They know that they can have one anytime as long as they bring one to me too. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. As far as I'm concerned, they can have candy and Mountain Dew all day long. I I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And do your kids still let your grandkids stay with you? Huh? Not with me, with my wife. Yeah. But (laughs) so there's one wise person in the household. There has to be a buffer in there. Yeah. (laughs) So how many kids do you have? I have three. I have twins, uh, had twins first, a boy and a girl. And then uh, two years later, I had another one. Oh, how cool is that? Non-identical twins, huh? Yeah. And then a younger boy. Well, let's get back on the road to sharing your songs for Song of the Soul today. What do we want to share next? Let's do Outkick Your Coverage. Can I guess that you at least like football? Oh, I love football. Yeah. When's the last time you played? Football? (laughs) (laughs) Well, with the grandkids, I might have thrown one around a little bit, but it's been a long time. Did you actually ever give any such advice to your kids? I'm kind of assuming you didn't. It's the wiser person grits their teeth and watches their kids make all their mistakes. I think it's good that they made their own mistakes and learn from them. But 
if there was something that I knew was a really bad idea, I would let them know. Did you actually ever give such advice of any sort? Talking about football, when my oldest son, I think when he was a junior in high school, he was he didn't think he was getting enough playing time. And Menominee football is a lot of work. I mean, it is a good program, and there's a reason it was a good program with all the extra activities, you know, the weightlifting and all that. And he, my oldest son was going to quit. This was into the season. And I said, no, you're not going to quit. I'm not going to let you quit because if you quit this, what's going to stop you from quitting anything else, you know, when the going gets a little tough? I said, you are not quitting. He didn't know what to think at first. And then he didn't quit and turned out a really good decision for him because he got to be part of that team and and see the success that came from hard work. And uh, he went on to be a coach at the middle school after he got out of high school and uh, when he was in college. So that was one of the tougher things I did, but I just couldn't let him do that. Well, let's listen to John Lynch give some advice to his son or a theoretical son, let's say. Oh, these are both of my boys. Yeah, they did well. They married up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely outkicked their coverage. <laughs> and that's the song, Outkicked Your Coverage by John Lynch. So much like me So please don't be offended If I give you some advice for free Now I don't want you to think That I'm a meddling dad Cause I can tell by looking at you That you got it bad for that sweet thing You wanna be her man So I'll give it to you gently Terms I think you'll understand. You've outkicked your coverage. You're way over your head. That little filly you've been seeing, she's a full-grown thoroughbred. You've outkicked your coverage. Don't take it personally. On a scale of 1 to 10 She's about a 23 Well I want you to know That I admire your taste And I sure don't want to say What kind of girl you should date Listen closely Want you to get this straight Your train's still at the station She's already left the gate You've outkicked your coverage You're way over your head That little filly you've been seeing She's a full-grown thoroughbred You've outkicked your coverage Don't take it personally Cause on a scale of 1 to 10 She's about a 23 yourself hurt cause a one-sided romance ain't gonna work she's a wildfire 
wearing a miniskirt. So take some meat and some potatoes before you touch that flaming dessert. You've outkicked your coverage. You're way over your head. That little filly you've been seeing, she's a full-grown thoroughbred. You've outkicked your coverage. Don't take it personally. Cause on a scale of one to ten, she's about a twenty-three. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, she's about a twenty-three. So, John, how does it feel to have a daughter-in-law who's a 23? That's pretty good. Well, I got two of them. I got two of them. And, <laughs> you know, I kind of uh, use that song on my son-in-law, too. You know, you did pretty good here with my daughter. <laughs> well, folks, we are speaking with John Lynch today. His website is johnlynchmusic.com, Lynch, L-Y-N-C-H. The spellings on nordenspiritradio.org. Come to my site for that reason and for many other reasons, because I've been doing this program now for more than 18 years. I've interviewed a whole lot of folks locally, nationally, even internationally, doing great music for the world. And there's my program, Spirit in Action, about people doing world healing work. All of that's on northernspiritradio.org. So please visit, listen. You can connect up to my podcast as well, or maybe you're near one of the 35-plus stations nationwide that carry my programs. So either way, you can check them all out on the website. And while you're there, please post a comment, connect us up, get us knowing what you're thinking. And you can also make a donation because I'm funded by my listeners, not by government, not by corporations. It's because you, the listeners, want to make this happen and therefore you have control where I don't give that control out to anyone else. So please, nordenspiritradio.org, follow up, find out where I'm broadcast, post a comment, and find the correct spelling for johnlynchmusic.com. He's with us here today for Song of the Soul, and he's about to share another song. Let's do Drinking to You next. That's one that uh, my son Sam and I wrote together. He plays a little guitar, and we were sitting around the living room one day, and I was trying to come up with something, and he said, oh, I got this title, Drinking to You. I went, oh, okay, let's work on that. So we kind of sat down and got a really big start on it that day and finished it up over the phone together. But So let's do that one. Let's do it and talk about it afterwards. Drinking to You. taste of whiskey Whiskey cuts the pain I feel Been a long time since you kissed me And I just want my heart to heal So I'm drinking to you Mixing misery and Living my life like someone haggard 
Replace the top off my old thermos Pour a cup of Maxwell House and booze Yeah, my drinking serves a purpose It drowns my memory of you So I'm drinking to you In misery and ninety proof, I'm drinking to you, living my life like some old haggard. I'm a lonesome fugitive. I don't care what people think. Just stay here and drink And I'm drinking to you Mixing misery and ninety proof I'm drinking to you Living my life like some old haggard Yeah, I'm drinking to you in misery and ninety proof I'm drinking to you living my life like some old I think that's the first time that John Lynch has mentioned Merle Haggard on today's program. Yeah. Did Sam know Merle Haggard or did you? Oh, yeah. No, uh, both of us. Yeah, he was. he's a big country music fan, a Haggard fan. And so Haggard was still alive, I think, when we wrote this. So, And he died shortly after. But it started out as kind of a tribute to Haggard because we had a lot of lyrical influences, uh, you know, uh, Misery and 90 Proof. And uh, then the whole bridge is lines from Merle Haggard songs. So. Turned out to be kind of fun that way. Yeah, it was a tribute to Haggard. I happen to be a really strange thing. I'm a teetotaler. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I grew up in a family. My mom died drunk driving when I was nine and other such things in my family. So I had lots of reasons to think that it was probably a bad idea. It didn't stop my brothers and sisters. And there's a boatload <laughs> of them. But I always have mixed feelings about encouraging drinking. My son, by the way, tells me that he wished he had discovered drinking earlier because it helps him. So, oh. uh, so I'm not, this is not a general shame, but it's, it's one of those things when you write a song, it's like, okay, what are you raising up in the world? And I think this one is highlighting how painful it can be to lose a relationship. Yeah, it's it's not promoting drinking. It's just witnessing this painful relationship breakup. You, on the other hand, have been married for a thousand years and you've never had to deal with that. So I have. So where do you get your experience about knowing about the miseries of breakups? You know, I've got a lot of friends that are experienced and I'm a good listener and everything's always a work in progress too, you know, so coming up on 40 years this next summer for my wife and I. Congratulations. Of course, we were married at the age of five. So, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it's good to make good decisions early. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. That's one that stuck. <laughs> How much did it help your marriage, the fact that you gave up your vagrant life on the road playing music with the memories? I assume that actually helped in some way. Well, you know, it changed things drastically, but, you know, I was playing full-time when we met, so I don't know that it really helped our relationship at all, but it certainly changed things, you know, it went from having a pretty steady income playing uh, full-time to, okay, now I got to get a job, and we ended up moving, and it changed things. Well, educate us about some more of your music, John. Where we go from here? Let's do Inside Pocket. Happy to. Tell me about Inside Pockets. Is it? I have a feeling that you found something in a pocket and this is what kicked this song off. Yeah. I sing at a lot of weddings. I sing at a lot of funerals and things like that. And I always stuff that envelope in the inside pocket of my sport coat or my suit coat. Every once in a while, seemed like about maybe once every two years, I'd pull out what I had saved in there. And it's amazing. You know, if you got a bulletin from church, you've got a roster from a football game or a basketball game that you went to. And there's all kinds of stuff that I find in there. I found a hundred dollar bill one time and a card that I had forgotten to open. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Maybe you have enough different clothes, suits, inside pockets. I, I think inside pockets automatically means it's a suit, doesn't it? Well, or a sport coat, yeah. And I don't have a lot, no. I had quite a few when we were playing in the memories full-time when we always had to dress up. And we I had, I don't know, four or five different suits, I guess, but which it seems like a lot to me. But now I've just got a couple sport coats that are my favorites. Finding a $100 bill in there is not a bad one. Is there any other particular memory that's true to you that particularly grabs something, you know, this person, that time? Yeah, you know, the funeral bulletins are... You know, you pull that out and you and you look and you think, oh, man, I sang at that person's funeral. And they were such a great person. And why I miss them, you know, that sort of thing. That's the cool thing. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's for the parents of my friends or whatever. And it's pretty nostalgic to look back at on a lot of those treasures that you find in the inside pocket. Spoiler alert, listeners, my favorite rhyme in this song is you don't need a combination or a key to unlock it, just reach down into the inside pocket. The song is Inside Pocket by John Lynch. It's just an old suit coat, it used to fit just right But now a 44 long is way too tight But it's not the jacket, that's the treasure in the closet It's what's inside of the inside pocket Way down deep in the inside pocket It holds the history of the family special words and verses of scripture 
into the memories that can be hidden in your inside pocket. I tell you what, I finished writing that song. I'm remembering where I wrote that line. I was in my deer stand <laughs> and and I had a pen and paper up there because I sure as heck wasn't seeing any deer. And I was sitting in my stand and I was trying to finish that song. And that's where I finished it. I started it at home and finished it in my deer stand. So many fond memories. It's, it's amazing the things that we forget until something pops into our eyes and in our hands and our hearts. That's from the recording Who Knew? I was just kind of wondering. I didn't actually get a good glimpse on your website of how many LPs, cassettes, CDs, albums you've released over the years. But of course, you know, there's a, a mixture of history. When did you go into the business full time again? I guess just maybe two, three years ago, uh, I started playing full time again when I retired from Country Jam. 
But I guess I started writing, I don't know, probably would have been in the early 2000s. I started actually trying to write songs, you know, rather than just playing everything that I heard. Oh, yeah, late 90s. I'd written a couple songs before that, back when I was with The Memories. But I just started writing for my own pleasure because uh, I like it. It's, it's It was fun for me. It was a creative outlet. And uh, I was able to express things that I knew what was going on. And uh, people could surmise and come up with their own meaning from it. I really enjoy writing music. I, I really do. It gets frustrating sometimes, but I, I like it. Well, let's have people love a little bit more of your music. Where next? Still marry me in Tennessee. We're going to Tennessee now. Again, this is where your mother was from. And I understand that your son actually got married there in the George Jones Museum. This was a wedding gift for them, yeah. I'm assuming you performed this right during the ceremony? During the reception. A little safer, I don't know. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, I I was wondering, there's one of the songs that you've put out there called Communion Blues. It's a kind of retelling of The Last Supper, but I I had this vision of Communion Blues being played as part of Jesus Christ Superstar. There's King Herod's song in there, Walk Across My Swimming Pool and all that kind of thing. And I just thought Communion Blues would be a perfect accompaniment to that. Maybe so you have to re-release Jesus Christ Superstar with Communion Blues in it. Well, I tell you what, as a songwriter, every once in a while, I set goals, you know, and I wanted to write an Easter song. And so that's what I came up. You know, I have a song for deer hunting, which is during Thanksgiving week. And I have a Christmas song. I have a bunch of Christmas songs, actually. And I wanted to write an Easter song. And Communion Blues is what I came up with. I actually uh, talked to the pastor at my church and went, do I have this correct? Uh, and uh, <laughs> he said, yeah, it sounds pretty good. So I actually had a church in uh, Massachusetts get a hold of me through Facebook when I had put it out on Facebook one time years ago. And they said, hey, is it okay if we use that song during our Easter celebration? <laughs> I went, yeah, knock yourself out. She said, we're, we're not going to get in trouble with royalties or anything. I said, no, you're good. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering if you actually ever did it at your church here. I mean, I thought maybe that's the kind of thing you could do. I've got a couple of Christian songs that I've done. I've secretly kind of wanted to do it at my church, but never been asked. Anyway, I've done one of them at church a few times, and, and another one uh, actually was inspired to write uh, listening to the sermon uh, called Get the Pain Out of the Bucket. That's kind of an old-timey song. On My Way Home is a uh, kind of a rock and roll song. This one's kind of a bluesy rock song. But So I've done a few Christian songs at church. And I didn't mean to divert anyone. We are going to listen to Marry Me in Tennessee. Again, this is written for John Lynch's son, Sam, at his wedding held at the George Jones Museum in Nashville, Tennessee. Marry Me in Tennessee. so very far both following our hearts today in all my life I want you to be my wife marry me in Tennessee say you Love no one but 
chosen to God's plan brought me to you You're more than my best friend My love for you will never end So marry me in Tennessee No one but me Cumberland River will witness our vows When you marry me in Tennessee Won't you marry me in Tennessee This is our moment This is our song we belong together from now on. So marry me in Tennessee. Say you love no one but me. Cumberland River will witness our vows when you marry me. Won't you marry me in Tennessee? Marry me in Tennessee. Wonderful song that John Lynch wrote for his son, who was married in Nashville, Tennessee. Marry Me in Tennessee. That must have been quite an event you had there. It was a lot of fun, and it was a, it was a cool place. It's the whole building was a, was the George Jones Museum and Bar and Banquet Facility. The bars were on the top floor and the first floor. The middle floors were the museum and the banquet facility. We were in the banquet facility room, which uh, was all windows on the uh, east side. And it overlooked the Cumberland River. And, and I knew that the reception was going to be there. So that's how the Cumberland River came into play. How sweet. And, and where do Sam and his bride live? Well, they were in Nashville at the time. They're in Hudson now. That's so much nicer to have grandkids within reach, too. And today, things are so different than when, you know, I grew up or we grew up. They were planning on moving back up here to be closer to grandparents. His wife is from Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin, and they were going to move somewhere up here. And so they were preparing to look for new jobs. And both their jobs said, well, hey, you can work remotely. It's like, really? So they moved up from Nashville to Hudson, Wisconsin and kept their same jobs. And so that means they're less than an hour you, 45 minutes, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, not even, yeah, about 40 minutes, yeah. Well, that's great. So how many days a week do you have babysitting duties? Oh, not very many. My son Jake lives in, or just outside of Menominee, so we get to see his girls the most. And then Sam and Samantha live in Hudson, and they've got a boy and a girl, so we get to see them once a week. Maybe we get to see Jake's kids a couple times a week. And uh, Molly and uh, her husband Bob live up in St. Paul, so uh, West St. Paul. 
they don't have any kids yet, but I keep reminding them of that too. So, you know, maybe get busy. It's one of the joys of my life that our five kids are all within a three-hour drive of us. And at one point, they all lived further away, including Brooklyn, New York, or Austin, Texas, or Bellingham, Washington. And to have them all within three-hour drive just makes me so happy. Oh, me too, yeah. Because when Sam was in Tennessee, Molly was actually in Vermont. I was like, holy cats, that's a long ways. (laughs) It is. Well, what a joy. So we got time for one more song before we have to finish up our 55-minute Song of the Soul broadcast. What's the ending gong going to be? Well, we're coming up on the Christmas season, and this is called My Favorite Christmas Eve, and it's one of my favorite songs that I've ever written because I tell you what, it's dead on about Christmas at my house when I was a kid. And we're going to finish with this. Tell us a little bit more about Christmas. How big of an event? Do, it's really hard these days because, you know, it's a lot easier to stay home with kids and do Christmas right at home. Going off to the family, the in-laws and all that is a challenge. You probably remember, as do I, man, when we had three kids. Okay, we'll load them all up in the station wagon and get all the presents in the back and we'll go to my folks and then load them all up again and we'll go to her folks and... We try to be respectful of that, but we do have Christmas at our house. We have a Thanksgiving at our house, and uh, where we try to make it at a time that's uh, doable for everybody to get here. Well, I do think it's probably true that heaven smells like those pies that grandma makes. Yeah, that's absolutely it. There's there's something special about grandparents. I'm glad you get to be one. I'm glad you've got your grandparents to have inspired you and to make a wonderful song like my favorite Christmas Eve. Yeah, my grandma from Tennessee moved up here when I was in high school and lived in a little house right next door to us. She's a fantastic cook. So was my mom. So we're going to end with a Christmas song, even though we're not quite there yet. But we've had John Lynch here today, his website, johnlynchmusic.com. Again, he's with all kinds of bands now, and I, I really hope that you get a chance to hear Ranger Rudy and the Swinging Wingtips, the Eclectic Barn Boys, North of Dixie. I really love the sound that you do with those folks. Happen Hawk is another one, and the memories periodically. So there's all kinds of ways, if you go to johnlynchmusic.com, that you can find ways to hear John's music in all his various guises. Thanks so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Oh, thank you, man. It's a pleasure. And here is my favorite Christmas Eve, John Lynch. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. There's a red bow on a pine bough reed Colored lights outline the porch Grandpa's waiting at the door Fireplace cozy and warm Grandma's chicken frying on the stove Apple pies cool on a shelf And I'm thinking to myself That this must be how heaven smells My favorite Christmas times My favorite Christmas memories Make me feel so That's my favorite Christmas Eve 
After dinner, gather round the tree. There's excitement in the air. Pretty packages to share. I say a thankful Christmas prayer. My favorite Christmas times. My favorite Christmas memories. Make me feel so That's my favorite Christmas Eve. Children fast asleep with Andy Williams on the stereo. We'll slow dance by the tree. My favorite Christmas times. My favorite Christmas memories. They make me feel so. It's my favorite Christmas Eve. My favorite Christmas time. My favorite Christmas memories. They make me feel so right. That's my favorite Christmas Eve. And in these moments, I find myself at my favorite Christmas Eve. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.